Welcome to the pilot episode of Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. My name is Sam Zabel, and I'm here to help you tackle all of the firsts. Your first job, your first apartment, the first time filing your taxes. And since I certainly don't have any of the answers yet, I'll call on the experts to help. Let's start with me. I'm 22, fresh out of college, and I've lived in New York City for just under six months. I'm currently at my first job as an editorial assistant for Real Simple, and I promise you, I'm clueless. Since it's about time for annual reviews over at my company, I figured that today we would talk money, because when it comes time to have that conversation about salary, I have no idea where to start. My guest today is Greg Giangrande, and he is the head of Human Resources at Time, Inc., where I work. Since you're all out there listening and can't see exactly where I'm sitting, I feel the need to set the scene for you. What I'm about to do is get the head of Human Resources on the line to discuss money. In this room, my boss and her boss, the editor-in-chief of Real Simple, are listening. And a quick reminder, I have been at this job for just about five months. So if you're all just about as nervous as I am, let's get Greg on the line. Hi, Greg. How are you? I'm well, Samantha. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Sure. My pleasure. So we can just jump right into it. I was thinking back to when I got my initial job offer, and although they told me to take 24 hours and think about it, I knew I wanted to take it. And what's more, I had no idea what thinking about it meant. I was just so excited to have an offer. So I guess my first question is, when you get that first offer, how much negotiation power do you even really have? Well, unless you're like graduating from the top of your class from an Ivy League in finance or a law or an MBA or something like that, for the vast majority of entry-level recent grads, you have almost no negotiating leverage whatsoever. <laughs> okay, good to know. So I did the right thing. Yes. <laughs> so how do you know how your worth is developing within that first year? I mean, do you develop any power? Does it take six months? Does it take five years? Does it vary by industry? I think it varies a lot, but um, one of the biggest mistakes is if you just go back to the job offer for a second, when an employer says, why don't you take some time to think about it, it's usually the other way around. The candidate says, can I have some time to think about it? And the employer, of course, uh, usually graciously gives them 24 to 48 hours to, to think about it. There is a big mistake, though, that you probably want to share with people that they shouldn't do. It's it's okay to, to try to negotiate salary, mm -hmm. even though the vast majority of the time you're not going to get anywhere. The big mistake is when you try to negotiate things like vacation and benefits. It sends the wrong message. First of all, benefits are never negotiable. Okay. And secondly, to negotiate vacation time leads me to think, okay, I'm thinking you probably shouldn't have enough time to take the vacation that we give you because that's how hard you should be working. And here you are already negotiating for more time off. So those are the definite don'ts. Um, when you're trying to negotiate, if you want to try to negotiate anything. And what about people who maybe are lucky enough, and this wasn't me, but I know they're out there, who maybe have two offers? I know in these finance and consulting fields, sometimes you get two offers from a company. Is it presumptuous as an entry-level employee to try to leverage either of those? It's never a good idea to leverage. You have to think of it sort of like dating. You don't want to let the other, you know, the other party know, listen, I've got a 
another offer from someone else, and I just want to see who's going to make me happier. Uh, it doesn't make the employer feel good. So I have no problem with someone testing to see whether or not there's any flexibility. It's in how you do it. Um, and that's the differentiator. There are some people who act as if they're surprised by the compensation that they were offered. And it never should be a surprise when you're doing your research. You should know the general range of what those jobs are paying so that when you get an offer, if it's within that range, um, it makes it look like you haven't done your homework if you say, oh, I'm sorry, I was expecting you know a six-figure salary instead of a five-figure salary. Today with the internet, that information is so readily available and through your networking of knowing who is working within that industry or those related types of jobs, it's almost impossible to not find what the salary range is for just about any job out there. So with just a little bit of research online, trade associations, or your network, it's easy to find out what the general range is for, particularly for entry-level salaries. So um, it's, uh, it's really all in how you ask. You should express appreciation and enthusiasm because the employer has gone usually through a lot of candidates before they've landed on the person that they're excited to make the offer to. And it's a little bit deflating for the employer if you don't act enthusiastic on the other end. So you should always act enthusiastic. And then you can come back and say, listen, I was wondering if the compensation is um, at all negotiable. And you can say, I had been looking at other jobs paying in X range, and maybe it's 10% more or whatever. And just ask whether or not it's negotiable, not make any demands, and then see what kind of reaction you get. And if you get a reaction that says it's not, then I would leave it there. I wouldn't fight hard. So I guess I'm curious, and I asked this a little bit before, but as you spend your first year or two at your job, do you develop any negotiating power? When is the first time that it's appropriate to bring up that salary conversation again? Because it's it's such an it's kind of an awkward conversation to have. It's kind of an awkward topic to bring up. It's kind of awkward for me to talk about it here with my bosses, but we're going to do it and we're going to talk about it. And I'm excited. Well, usually most employers have an annual uh, compensation planning process. So it's usually on either the employee's anniversary with the company or there's a common date that the employer uses to review everybody's compensation. And you mentioned before that benefits are non-negotiable, but if you go in to have that conversation about increasing your compensation, if they're not if they're not ready or unable to give you a salary bump, are there other things that you can ask for that might help give you a little more compensation or wiggle room? Well, there there generally two ways to um, reward people for doing great work, and that is either an increase in their salary or through a bonus or a spot bonus if they're not in a regular bonus plan. If you're aware, if you're not caught by surprise and you're aware of the timing of that process, you should prepare for that conversation ahead of time so that whenever it occurs, um, you can talk about and and here's where you you really can demonstrate value and and the mistake a lot of employees make is they confuse activity and hard work with value. You have to mm-hmm. assume everybody is working hard, although that's not always the case but but just hard work and lots of activity doesn't necessarily equate to value. And what you want to do in that first year 
it's really disruptive to have employees who don't work out. It's disruptive to the business. It's disruptive to the manager to have to go through the recruiting process again. So when you have that person who's a keeper, who is, who, you know, comes in, they come in early, they stay late, they not only work hard, they work well, they're mm-hmm. conscientious, they are a critical thinker, they're thinking about how to add value, they make their boss's life easier. That's the kind of person when it comes time to go to bat for someone, it's very e- much easier for the boss to go to bat for that person and say, I have to do something they are a keeper. I don't want to lose them. Sure. And it sort of sounds like you've mentioned it, a great time to have these conversations are when these formal reviews come up and they're already in the schedule and in the plan. So how can I help lay that foundation at this initial review and make sure that I'm emphasizing what I've done to contribute to the team in just five months? Because I've, I've only been here such a short time. It's it's kind of quick to be reviewed already, but I want to make sure that I'm being professional and being helpful and, and laying a good foundation at this original review. Yes, Samantha, this is a little awkward because I get to see everybody's proposed increase. And, you know, <laughs> I, you know I hope you realize that a half percent is actually, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing to build on. So, yeah. so don't take it too hard. I won't. I absolutely won't. I mean, trust me, I'm sitting here, my bosses are here, and I'm like, what can I do when I walk into your office for my review? <laughs> so it's it's pretty funny. But are there things, is there, can I make a list? Can I, you know, prepare them for the review in any way? Is it helpful to see it written down, or is it just more of an informal conversation? It's usually more of an informal conversation, and it ab- and absolutely is helpful for you to gather your thoughts, to write things down, to talk about what you've accomplished, what you've learned, different things that maybe your boss isn't aware of that you do uh, that adds value every day. But understanding that you're at the very beginning of a hopefully long arc of a very successful career. Hopefully. And it's, uh, and it's all building blocks. I hope everyone just heard that. <laughs> everyone heard that hopefully long, be- long arc, you said? Successful. Okay. Continue. It's, uh, it's good to help structure the conversation you want to have with your boss so that it's, it's, it's more of a conversation than just you receiving feedback. But it's always about how you can add value, how you can make your boss's job easier, how you can contribute mm-hmm. to the department. So it's not what I need, what I need, and what I want. It's what you can do for the company, which then hopefully translates to the company rewarding you for you thinking that way and performing in that way. I wish some of this I'd heard before my first offer because it's so it's so helpful to get to talk to someone who has so much experience and can offer all of this advice. But I think you answered all of my questions for today, although I know we could talk for hours about this conversation and this topic. I appreciate your time. Anytime, Samantha. My door is always open because... You know, people who work for Real Simple are often, very often in, in human resources, um, and we have to deal with a lot of things there. So I know. my door They're is always worst. open to you. <laughs> well, thank you. And thank you to all of you for joining me for our first episode of Adulthood Made Easy. I want to thank our producer, Henry Malofsky. And if you have any questions or topics that you'd like me to cover in the future, tweet them to me at Sam Zabel or at Real Simple. And if you like this podcast, make sure to subscribe in iTunes. Plus, don't forget to pre-order a copy of the book with all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, out this April. See you next time. 
Real Simple's Adulthood Made Easy is part of the Panoply Network. Check out our entire roster of podcasts at iTunes.com slash Panoply. That's P-A-N-O-P-L-Y. Check out this feed for three other podcasts from Real Simple. Things Cook Snow, Domestic Disturbances, and I Want to Like You. My boss is wonderful. Our <laughs> boss is wonderful. Everyone in this room, everyone is great. Now that's a great way <laughs> to work on getting a good race. <laughs>